Hey, this is John Straza, and this is the Sower Seeds podcast. And today I'm going to continue with the Uncertain Times um, series that we've been doing about praise in uncertain times. And I know people are kind of sitting in their homes this week and probably will be for the next two or three weeks, and you're kind of wondering what's going on in the world. But I want to draw your attention to praise this week. We've talked about fear, we've talked about prayer, and today it's going to be about praise. And this may be more important than you think it is. It may sound simple what I'm about to say and the scriptures I'm about to use. You may think it's not that powerful, like, oh yeah, I know, praise the Lord. Now it's a lot more powerful than that, and this can change your life not only now, but for the rest of your life. So I want to draw your attention to Psalm 100. It's a well-known psalm that David wrote, and we all know it, I think. There's songs, there's everything about Psalm 100. So I want to go into it right away, and I just want to follow the lead of the Holy Spirit on this as always. So um, Lord, just bless this podcast to be guided and worded by you. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for that. Um, Let's go to Psalm 100, and uh, it starts this way. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Now, I just kind of want to stop there for a minute, because the joyful noise is really interesting. You know that often I talk uh, and to you and I take some of these words and I go into Hebrew or Greek and just get a deeper meaning of those words. Noise here is it's an in- interesting one. It means to mar, like by breaking it, to mar the surface, to break something. That's what it means, noise. And figuratively, it means to split the ears with sound. How's that for make a joyful noise? And it's really, in a lot of ways, it's to cry out an alarm, um, to sound an alarm of triumph. And it's, it's used throughout the scriptures to raise the sound and cry out and give a blast. It's like a blasting sound, a war cry, an alarm of battle, uh, a, a sound to signal for war or to march to shout in triumph over enemies, to shout in applause. I mean, this is a strong word. And sometimes, the reason I said, you know, this may sound a little simple or not that important, it actually is very important. If you are in an army and being trained, they train soldiers to really get in the, in the moment and have the, the sound and the look and the feel and the, and the muscle and the discipline to threaten their enemy. And you're facing an enemy right now. You often are facing an enemy, whether you know it or not. But our world is facing an enemy right now with this whole virus thing going on. And if God's people would join together, even though we may not assemble together, but in heart, join together and praise God. When you think of this marring, in other words, to break something with sound. You wouldn't be breaking something that's good. You would be breaking something that's evil, that's bad. This joyful noise has been used throughout all of scriptures to bring walls down and enemies down and armies would flee. They were terrified of the the Israelites oftentimes and they would bring the praise of God with them. 
That's often been one of the great weapons of God is praise. So I want you to see that side of it too. It's not the only thing that's going on in Psalm 100, but it was one of the things that's going on. It's really important. So it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. You know, I did a, <laughs> I'll, I'll continue with the Psalm in a minute, but I did a, a study some years ago on joy. And I looked throughout the entire scriptures of all the, the occurrences of the word joy and joyfulness. And one of the first times, if not the first time, the word joyfulness is used is in Deuteronomy 28. And you often hear me talk about Deuteronomy 28. It's the scripture chapter where you have the blessings and the curses. And in the section that he's talking about the curses, God is talking Verse 47 says, because you did not serve the Lord, your God, with joyfulness and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything, uh, he was going to bring curses upon them because they didn't do that. And it's interesting that this is one of the very first times that joyfulness and gladness was brought up that the Lord was desiring. So we don't live in these times. We don't live in that covenant. God is not going to bring a curse upon you uh, like he threatened to in the Old Testament. You live in the New Testament. But he was, it shows the importance of what God was looking for to begin with. And that's what this scripture really is about. If I was to say anything about this verse, it would be to say this is what God was looking for to begin with. He was disappointed that, that his people didn't love him, didn't serve him with joy and gladness. But let me go back to this again. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. You know, when I, when I think about this entire psalm, I think about how fear grips people, and it is the opposite of everything that we just read in these five verses. Fear is a threat of something that could happen. And it's a lie, and it's a lie that gets presented to people. And the only power that can be given to that lie is if you take that lie and run with it. It's like a handing the baton from one runner to another, and that runner runs with it. That's how the enemy works. That's how Satan works. He'll tell a lie, or he'll threaten. And if you embrace that threat with what could be, because that's usually what fear is, is what could be. And we run with it. And that's the power of the lie is when you run with it. If you reject it, the lie stops. And praise and thanksgiving and worship and singing to the Lord is really the opposite of functioning in fear and being afraid of a threat. And you know, out there, there is a threat. 
but you're protected. You have God. And serving the Lord with gladness, praising him, singing, knowing, look at verse 3, know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. Right there, he's drawing attention to the fact that you really, of yourself, can't do that much. You need to be in, in relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Then you, you are blessed and you are thanking him for the hope that he has given you. Paul talks about the hope that we have all the time because that's the opposite of fear. I talked about hope in the first couple of episodes we ever did. And I was saying that hope in the New Testament is a positive imagination of what could be in Christ. Fear is a negative imagination of what could be because of the work of Satan or some wrong thing or terrible thing that's going on in the world. They're opposite of each other. They function the same way. Fear in your imagination is going to cause a lot of wrong to either come your way or you'll find it or you'll slowly get into it one way or the other. It's a terrible place to be. Fear is a terrible thing. Praise, on the other hand, is praising God for the hope that he's given us. And we have that hope. Jesus is our hope. You know, Paul, I, I'm going to stay on the psalm, I promise you, but these verses are, are just coming at me right now. Paul had been in trouble. In 2 Corinthians 12, Paul was talking about how the messenger of Satan was buffeting him. Now, I could teach in that, but today is just not the day. But Paul was going through some tribulation and trouble. And he talked to the Lord about it. He said three times. And the Lord answered him and said, My grace is sufficient for you. Now, in our American thinking, and I think even just in the world throughout, that sounds like a small answer. My grace is sufficient for you. It just sounds so small. And I think about it, it's his grace was what God was talking about, his grace. When we think, we'll think about like when we're in school and we get a grace period to finish a project or you're late with a bill. So you get a grace period. It's always so lacking in its feeling. We'll give you a little grace period to pay that off. And even our word sufficient, it's like, well, it's, it's just my small little grace gift. It's just, it's sufficient for you. You'll muddle by. I think that's how many Christians read that scripture. But it isn't. It's the opposite. First of all, it says my grace. So now we're talking about God and his grace. Grace is what changed the entire world. It was one of the most powerful things that happened in history. God's grace to mankind. So that's what he's talking about. Grace. My grace, my overwhelming, powerful, life-changing, world-changing grace is sufficient for you. It's like saying, I'm thirsty, and the answer is, my Niagara Falls is sufficient for you. So when God said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, that wasn't a kind of a minimal kind of just get by statement. He was drawing attention 
to his grace. He was reminding Paul, my grace is what you have. And one might say that it's more than sufficient for you. So when you look at the grace and gift and hope of God, Psalm 100 is one of your responses. The reason I brought up that first word noise is because that word comes out like, a, like a, an explosion. It's not meek, it's not small, just like God's grace is not small. What you have in you is massive, even in the face of what you see going on in the world. Even when the mountains disappear and crumble, what you have in you through Christ Jesus by the gift and grace of God is massive. So here we are. Make a joyful noise. Why? Because what you have is so incredible. And this is all you lands. My hope today is that all lands whether they can assemble or not, would in heart and in spirit praise God together and worship him for all that he is and for all that he has done for us. And that will show the enemy what's what and who's who and who's on the throne. You know, he's saying here, know ye that the Lord, he is God. This is verse three. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are, the, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We belong to him. Therefore, we have verse 2. So we can serve the Lord with gladness. When you're at home during this period and you're not able to go out and do much work or do much or go much of anywhere, I mean, it's, it's, it's very unusual. You're not used to this. We're None of us are used to this. We don't go out to the coffee shops you like. You don't go working where you work normally. You're not shopping where you... It's just so different. You're kind of stuck at home. But if you were to do, take this chapter and look at all of these verses and just kind of go through them and take inventory in your own life and say, wow, serve the Lord with gladness. Don't mull around during this. Take advantage of this. Serve the Lord in your own heart with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Walk around your house and sing some songs. Write to the Lord. And he's saying in verse 3, Know ye, that he's saying, I want you to know, know it, that the Lord is God. This is your time. This is your moment. You've said before, well, I don't have the time to serve God. Well, you have it now to read your Bible, to study, to pray. You've got time now, most of you. And he's saying, know that the Lord, he is God. You know, fear says that something else has a lot of power. That's what fear does. Oh, there's this power out there and it's going to ruin my life or the world is going to ruin. No, God is God. Worship him in faith and praise. That'll be one of the greatest weapons that the church can use. You know, Paul in Ephesians, in the third chapter of Ephesians, Paul said something very, very interesting. I want to show you this. This is really, really important. He was talking about the mystery of the gospel. And he was saying in verse 10 that this mystery was being revealed 
to the church and to the world to the intent, this is what verse says, that the verse 10 says, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Now look at verse 10. It says, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers, what is that? Those are demonic principalities and powers, might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. In other words, it's like preaching the wisdom of God right up in, into the air. And we're not sitting the devil down for his benefits to say, well, here's the manifold wisdom of God. No, you're rubbing it in his face. And the way you rub the manifold wisdom of God in the enemy's face is to praise God. That's what Paul is saying here, that we, the church is making known unto the principalities and powers the manifold wisdom of God. And again, not for his benefit. What Satan does is folly. What God does is always incredible. And he'll take a wrong situation and make it right. But if the church would praise God, that by itself would knock down the walls of Jericho and show our enemy who's who. Praising God is a good thing to do right now. It's a perfect thing to do right now. To serve the Lord with gladness is a perfect thing to do right now. To know that the Lord is God is a perfect thing to do right now. And to know that he made us and that we're his people and the sheep of his pasture, that's the perfect thing to know right now. Verse 4 of Psalm 100, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Those aren't the actions of somebody who's afraid. Those are the actions of somebody who understands that God is always on the throne in spite of anything that's going on. For the Lord is good. You know, that, that's, that's just something we need to know. The Lord is good. That's why we praise him. This isn't an empty gesture. It's something that comes from our heart. And it expresses faith and it builds faith and it brings your attention to what is good and your attention to what is true. Don't spend a lot of time on social media and news right now. People, spend it with God. I'm not saying you can't go outside and work in your garden or do whatever you like to do or make something in your house and, and be creative and productive. That's good. Do those things in your home. It'd be very good, in fact. It'd be a great time. You might find yourself having new ideas how you might work in the future. So that's good too. But this is an opportunity of a lifetime to get in God's word and to see who he is in your life and to see him on a greater revelation of who he is in your life so you don't fall into fear when things happen in the world. I just have this desire to speak in such a way and teach in such a way as people will see that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And praise, dear brothers and sisters, praise is a huge part of it.
I remember the Lord was just showing me once that praise would bring about more good in my life than all the many prayers I was praying, Lord, please do this, Lord, please do that. It probably would have been better to say, Lord, give me today my daily bread and I just praise him for the rest of the day for his goodness or help me with this issue or just to say it once and leave it there, leave it at the altar, whatever it is that's weighing you down, hand it over to him and then praise him. We all could use more of this, all of us. I'm talking to myself today as much as I'm talking to you. We all need to exercise this set of muscles of praise. Those of you who love to sing and worship, let her rip right in your home. Go for it. Praise God. It's, it's just so good. I'm going to read it again. The Lord just put it on my heart to read this psalm again. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. This is one of the things I wanted to talk about as well. It's right here in this last verse where it says, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. The word of God doesn't kind of come and go. The Word of God is always powerful, always alive. It's always full of the source of life at all times. And His mercy is the same thing. God's mercy is everlasting. We're not talking about small things here. We're talking about huge things here. This His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. This is powerful. So this is why I said, it may seem simple to you to say, yes, let's praise the Lord. Simple, maybe, but important, deep, it is very important. Don't let its simplicity hold you back. Embrace this message. Praise the Lord, literally, praise the Lord in these times, in uncertain times. And I know the Lord has really wonderful things for us and for you right here in these times. There's treasures for you to find. You will see treasures in praise. You will. Your heart will open up to the goodness of God and you'll see things you never saw before. You'll understand God in ways you never knew that you could or thought that you could. This is powerful. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands, and serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. It's all so good. Take this verse and read it for yourself today and go just have a wonderful time with the Lord and let him open your heart and show you, just as it says in the last verse, 
for the Lord is good. Let him show you taste and see that the Lord is good. God bless you today. Thank you for listening with us. And I know that the Lord has some wonderful things ahead in the next episodes. Thank you for being with us. God bless you. We'll see you next time.